This podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute legal, tax, investment, financial, or other advice. It is not intended to cause or induce breach of an existing agency agreement. The goal of this podcast since day one is to provide the best information on the Vancouver real estate market at no cost to you, the listeners. To that end, we'd like to thank the following sponsors. This podcast is sponsored by Marcon, a local family-owned and managed real estate development and construction company that's been around for nearly four decades. Marcon is not only committed to high-quality construction, but it also is making a positive impact in the communities in which it builds all across the Lower Mainland. We want to highlight two incredible Marcon projects. Elmwood, a 38-story tower located at Burquitlam's most important intersection, Como Lake Avenue and Clark Road. This landmark tower will feature 335 condominiums, over 37,000 square feet of office and retail space, and almost 20,000 square feet of amenity space. Elmwood has been incredibly popular with 80% sold currently, but they still have a great selection of junior one-bedroom all the way to three-bedroom homes remaining. Check out markon.ca slash Elmwood for more. And Matt, we are also excited about Sone House, Markon's newest community in West Coquitlam. With 165 homes ranging from junior one beds to three beds, Sone House offers the perfect West Coast aesthetic with a more nuanced Nordic-inspired design. Register today at markon.ca slash Sonehouse. That's S-O-E-N-H-A-U-S. Or you can learn more at markon.ca or follow them at Instagram at markonhomes. Markon, building for life. Hello? 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 This is the Vancouver Weather State Podcast. And welcome back to Vancouver Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Scalina. And I'm your other host, Matt Scalina. And Matt, today we've got the Ten Commandments. Yeah, we're taking you to church. The Church of Good Deals. <laughs> this is uh, this is great. This is Ten Commandments for buying Vancouver real estate in a buyer's market. Yeah, and there's probably no better time to talk about this than right now for a couple reasons. One, we've been doing this podcast for almost, what, two and a half, three years. We've been talking about how to win in multiple offers how to leverage multiple offers, an assortment of hot market tricks, right? Right. We've never actually talked about how to act in a soft market because that soft market has never materialized. Sure. So this is a perfect moment as we are in a, in a situation in which sales ratios are down. Um, you know, the spring didn't seem to ever materialize. Right. And secondly, it's July. The it first July. week of July. Kids are out of school. Everybody's shut off from real estate. We're going to the beach. Going to Rec Beach if you're Matt Scalina. Hey. If <laughs> shirts on, pants off. Shirts but, on, uh, pants off. That's right. But, uh, but here's the thing. I, I actually think that July, you're, you're absolutely right. Especially, we've had a horrible winter in Vancouver. It's That's been, right. It's been very dark. It's been very dreary. We, we've we been going through what a lot of people at our office are calling January, yes. where it's still cool out. And, you know, it's we've got a, a couple days of sunshine and then we've got, you know, a couple days of rain and cool temperatures. And now we're finally at a point 
where it's like hot and continuously hot and people don't want to don't want to do real life stuff, right? They no. don't want to focus on real estate. They want to enjoy time with their family. They want to get away. They want to spend time, you know, camp. What are you doing? You're you're going camping. I'm going camping. I'm going camping. It's uh no, it's July July 1st, the Canada oh. Day long weekend. Yeah, but, sorry. Yeah, we're doing this a couple of days in advance. Uh but here's the thing. Inventory is still up from other years. Stuff is still out there. And what do you do when everybody else turns away from real estate? You go shopping, Matt. You go shopping. You go shopping. It's an opportune moment. So so strap in. We got the 10 commandments for finding a deal in a buyer's market. Okay, number one, honor thy ducks and line them up. Honor thy ducks. Interesting. What do you mean by that? Okay, Matt. So here's the thing. You got to get your ducks in a row. Now, in a hot market, we all know this. What do we do? When the market's really hot and we're competing with other buyers, first of all, we get our financing sorted before we offer. Okay, so we know that we can go subject free or we know that, you know, we might need a day or two for the conditions, but we're pretty much there, ready to go. Right. We pre-read any any documents, so title, strata docs, anything like that is read up front so that we don't have to make it conditional to reviewing these documents, right? Right. And then, and then last of all, we do a walkthrough, whether it's an inspection, a pre-inspection, or just a red flag walkthrough where you're going through the property with somebody you trust looking for big issues, Right. This all happens up front and then people go subject free. And that's what happens in a hot market. If you take those hot market practices and you apply them to a cooler market, there's huge opportunities for you. Well, especially if you're going in low, right? I'm thinking of many offers I've seen over the last month or two where people come in 8, 10% under asking price. And you look at these offers and you think, okay, this is, this is low. And then it has two weeks subjects. I'm not kidding. This is now, it seems almost standard to be 10 to 14 days of a financing subject. And if you're the seller, you're looking at a price that you're not happy about. Right. But you might really want to sell your property. But then you have to tie it up for two weeks where other potential buyers, buyers that might actually give you a better price, are going to say, oh, it's already off the market, move on to yeah, the next. Sure. I mean, people are looking for reasons not to buy real estate right now, and tying it up for that amount of time is is brutal. So if you can go in with that same price and be really sharp with the short fuse with the subjects, there's a lot better chance you're going to get it. Well, imagine this. It's not your price, but there's a deposit attached to the contract. This is going to go into trust immediately. Once you, I accept this, it's done. Right. Well, and you you were talking to somebody where they just got a really well, yeah. There was a property in East Van. I was talking to a good friend of ours uh, the other day. He had a property listed. They took a price lower than the seller was willing to accept, and the reason they did it is because it had no conditions and it had a deposit attached to it. So they took a they took a lower price because the guy knew you know what I'm sold. It's I'm done. done. And you and when you're staring into the summer, for instance, or sure. whatever your own anxieties, you're looking at July and August. You might think, hey, one in the hands is worth two in the bush. Yeah. Good point, Matt. Also, uh, back to Rec Beach. <laughs> um, uh, okay, the second commandment. The second commandment is number two. Thou shalt covet distressed properties, distressed sellers, and most importantly, distressed realtors. Right, there's a lot of distressed uh, things there. There's one mistressed realtor right across from me. Mistressed? Yeah. Pretty good, pretty good. <laughs> Anyways. So, okay, so distressed properties, what are we talking about? We're talking about foreclosures, estate sales, four strata sales, uh, distressed sellers. Hold on, let's let's unpack that a tiny bit though because 
so foreclosures, these are these are properties typically where somebody has lapsed on their payment and now they're going, they're being sold yeah. by the bank. Exactly. For strata could be something the strata forces a sale because a, a, a maintenance fee has added up and, and it's owing and they can't get in touch with the owner. Um, you have something like a, uh, what else do we have? Well, an estate sale. An estate sale, in somebody this- passes away, the kids are selling it, they want the money out of it as quick as possible. It might be in original condition from the 70s, That's you know, grandma's case, home. right? Uh, so these are the type of properties that you can target, and and that's kind of a no brainer. People target those in in soft markets. They target them in hot markets. But but what? Let's dig deeper into this distressed properties. Yeah, I mean, well, we were through a property not long ago. Here's a perfect example: property that's a, it's a great property, views, uh, great floor plan, newer, great street, great neighborhood. Ha- checked a lot of boxes. Family with kids had lived there, and they had beaten that property up. It was in bad shape. It was in bad shape. Yeah. And you know what? That's enough in this market for people to to look at that and see a headache more than anything else. When really, with a little bit of cosmetic work, that that was that's a fantastic tier one property. Well, yeah, and that's the thing, right? Is most people are going to have an objection there. Oh, I don't want to buy this. It looks like it's been beat up. Oh, I'd hate to see what's even behind the walls. You know, it's these people have not taken care of this property. It's going to cost me an arm and a leg. But you can actually, if you can look past that stuff, because really it's not a lot of money, right? Uh, you can you can take advantage of a property that's in that condition because they didn't take the care or the time to get it ready for market. Exactly. Distressed sellers. Now, what I'm thinking here, and distra- everybody loves a distressed seller, you know. Except for the distressed seller. <laughs> except for the distressed seller. But how, how do I target distressed sellers in this market? Well, I can tell you one thing in 2018. It's people that came on with yesterday's price. Sure. And they've been chasing the market down right. all, all, you know, relist, relist, relist over the course of this spring. And now we're staring into July and it's either been on for 100 days and it's reduced a bunch of times or it's been on and off and on again and off again. And often those people are very motivated and they're staring into the summer with uh, with a sense of fear and anxiety that sure. uh, really makes them interested in getting rid of or, unloading that yeah, property. Or they're reading too much Garth Turner or they're reading... Reading, you know, the, well, the even the media, not, the media, it's, it's not it's not working in favor of keeping the market buoyant, right? So, I mean, this That's is a sure. lot of people are looking at, you know, certain blogs or certain media outlets that are talking about the market and how exploit it's shifting. That. Exploit that. Yeah, if they're scared, that's where that's where you come in and you say, look, I'll give you, you know, this is this is a strong offer and what's going to happen tomorrow. And if, if they're willing to take, there could be a big opportunity there. That's right. Last but not least, distressed realtors. Distressed realtors are those realtors that take the photos with their iPhones. Yeah. Sometimes you can see the realtor in the photo. Um, you know what? These are the realtors that really are are really just phoning it in. They're not they're not doing their job. They're not marketing it correctly. They're not organized. They don't have the documents that they need. They don't know anything about the property, and they're and the marketing materials are not bringing people through the property. We have seen properties recently where photos are on uh, the like upside down on MLS. I mean, it's next level sometimes uh, how distressed a realtor can be. Sure. So prey on the distressed realtors <laughs> if you can find them. The other thing. About that, just quickly, is that you know we said it before, and we've said it a few times. I mean, it's almost becoming a, a motto for the show. But learn to love no photos. 
no photos. If, if you see a listing and there's no photos, it doesn't mean that it's a dud. It could mean that the seller didn't want to pay for photos or the realtor didn't want to pay for photos or they launched it because they were in a hurry. They wanted to get it on MLS and they weren't quite prepared. Or the tenant uh, wants their privacy respected. I mean, sure. that's often a So a explore case. those listings. When you see no photos, explore it. Make sure that it's it's not a complete dud. And uh, if, if it's not, because I, I guarantee other people are not going to explore it. That's right. Number three, Patience is a virtue. Okay, what does that mean? What does it mean? Well, like I know, I know in real life, patience is a virtue, but how does that apply to real estate? Yeah, so what we mean by patience is a virtue, in other markets, it's, it's definitely not a virtue, right? When the market is rising at 3 4 5% a month, you, you miss out or you take a back seat and, uh, and you actually lose money. In the market right now, buyers are in the driver's seat. So don't let... Either other realtors, your realtor, the seller pressurize the situation. There's always going to be other fish in the sea. There's other going to always going to be other properties. Uh, one of the things we often do is we let counters expire. If you're not willing to, you know, if you're thinking that you're going to have trouble coming together on price, go away for a couple of days. Yeah. Hey, if it sells, who cares? There will be some. There will be another property. And, and the other thing is, yeah, be be willing to let things go. Right, unless it's the perfect property. I mean, you know, if it's got a lot of potential, great. Maybe, you know, think about it, but be willing to lose it because that's where, I mean, that's where you can really put together some of the best prices, right? Absolutely. Patience is a virtue. Number four, thou shall not get emotional. So now, I mean, we can say, and we had Brad Lamb on and he said this the other day and we've said it a million times, when you're selling a property, you want to sell to an end user. And why is that? Well, end users, it's going to be their home. You yeah. ha- you have to get emotional People about are, buying your home. Yeah. It's, almost, it's nearly impossible not to get somehow emotionally involved when it's going to be your home. But in this case, you have to try to be as unemotional as possible because emotion means overpaying. Yeah, yeah. Don't be don't be sitting there waiting for uh, that text message to come from the home late at night. You know, you're, you're not. Uh, We've all received that text. Yeah, yeah. yeah come on, you're <laughs> not interested. Yeah, exactly. You got to buy like a disciplined investor. So here's what here's here's the two scenarios I'll give you. An investor goes into a property. They're looking at the numbers. What is this rent for? What can I get it for? How good is the building? What am I going to be? What am I going to lose down the road on here if there's a major assessment? But they're they're doing a calculated financial yeah. decision. A buyer goes in there that's an end user. Hey, where does my furniture go? Oh my god, I'd love to drink wine on I this patio and watch the sunset. This, yeah, yeah. My kid thing, would yeah. love this room. Whatever. You know what I mean? And it's it's they're invested. So you just got to pull back now in this market and really just look for opportunities try and keep emotions out of it or else there's the chance that you're going to get too involved in the property and end up overpaying. That's right. You want to look at it from a perspective of if it makes sense, it makes sense. If it doesn't, there'll be another property that does. Sure. And that's the thing. And, and the one caveat we'll say here is if it's, a, if it's a perfect property and you're buying it to live in and you really like it, sure, buy it. And just think about how long you're going to be there. Think about if it makes sense. But the reality is we're talking about getting a deal here. We're not talking that's about right. this finding your dream home. This isn't the, yeah, that's next week, week's yeah. episode. That's yeah. for sure. Okay. So number five, with offers, all things are possible. All things are possible, but here's the trick. You got to write the offer. Yeah. You got to you gotta spend the time, get an agent who's committed to your pursuit, who will write offers on your behalf and lots of offers on your behalf because the reality is that if you're actually looking for the best deal, you have to test properties. Here's the thing. 
and you know a lot there's a lot of games in real estate but how many people do you talk to a week that are saying i don't want to waste anyone's time here you know trying to get a sense at of how things house. are at an open house over the phone sure you have to put pen to paper that's yeah. the way to find out hey is the seller motivated you won't know until you submit an offer they the the seller's agent can tell you all sorts of things until you actually get that offer in front of somebody you're not going to know their motivation and Absolutely. how keen they are to actually sell that property it doesn't take a long time to write up an offer i would i would suggest writing up a lot of them and that's the thing and the, and the only other thing that we'll say on the, on this point is don't wait for the price drops don't wait for you know don't wait for this idea of oh it's been on the market for 60 days they're desperate it could be on some of the best deals that we've put together have been on the market for short periods of time yeah they've been people that you know maybe started off high but realized in the first week wow we're getting those showings or whatever they're anxious they're they're ready to sell hit them with an offer whenever you think it's fit it you can pull back you can change your game plan but the reality though is is don't st- sit around waiting for somebody else to have your opportunity if they're the first to offer, right? Yeah, no, that's a that's a very that's a very good point. Number six, price is not thy king of kings. What are you talking about, man? I'm not quite sure, but I, what we're really getting at here is that you want to negotiate on several fronts, and this goes back to our first uh, uh, honor thy ducks point, right? You want to be able to go in, write your dates write long subjects, write your price. And during the negotiation process, you can maybe negotiate on dates instead of price. You can maybe negotiate on let's tighten those subjects out. Let's remove subjects. Don't just focus on price. Negotiation is full of concessions, right? And this is the thing. So if if you're going to concede on on one point, you can use that to leverage another point. And that's the whole, that's the whole thing, right? If, okay, sure, we'll give you your dates, but we need our price. Okay, next up. Seventh commandment, guide us to thy perfect price. So I sounds a, like a Christmas carol. <laughs> it was, yeah. Um, star of wonder, star of, of light. I don't, uh, I don't yeah, I can't don't, remember. Don't, uh, Anyways, here, here it is. This is the thing. And, and a lot of people make this mistake. They don't know where they want to land and they write an offer. This is the equivalent, in my opinion, of saying, we want to go out tonight. Let's just get in the car and start driving. We don't know the destination, but when we find it, we'll, we'll stop we'll, we'll park. We'll know. You could drive around all night. You don't know where you're going. You have no destination. And it may take you a hell of a lot longer. Figure out where you want to land first and then structure the roadmap to get to that price. So maybe you want to land at 750. Okay, well, that means maybe don't offer 740. You don't have a lot of room to go from 740 to 750. That's Do you know right. what I mean? So really what you have to do is is carefully craft the negotiation to land to where you actually want to be. And then, of course, use everything else we're talking about to add leverage. The, the other thing I would say there is a lot of people are concerned about offending somebody. Sure. Now, in my mind, uh, this is a business transaction. No one should be offended at any point. But if it's your family home, Matt. No, uh, people are offended all the time. Sure. I just wouldn't be too concerned about offending anyone. At the end of the day, you're only going to offend people if you're being really ridiculous. And that's not what we're advocating here. We're talking about being rational and and reasonable. But still, there are opportunities to get into the... You want to create that dialogue. You don't want to start by coming in too low and closing off the conversation. You have to be strategic. But that comes down to really just looking at the numbers, understanding where the value is, understanding where the opportunity is. And starting in a place where you can provide context to where you want to land. You know what? And the fact is, is some people are going to be offended if it's anything under asking. And you know what? That's not your deal. So if somebody's offended, 
I think it's time to move on to the next anyway. And it is time to move on to the next. Number eight, never be afraid to walk away from a deal. Okay, Matt. So that reminds me of that time that we together walked away from a deal. Wait a second. I remember that time, but I only remember one set of footprints. That was because I carried you, Matt. <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> so here's what we're talking about. We're talking about walking away from a deal. If you're in a situation where you're negotiating, don't be afraid to just say, you know what? It's, it, it's not going my way. I'm prepared to walk. Yeah. And this speaks to, you know, if somebody's getting offended, if they're trying to pressurize with a short uh, time period, oh, we're countering you, we need to know within two hours type thing. Hey, take a step back. Chances are, you know, with patience and everything else, the deal will come together if you really wanted to, but you don't need to play by the seller or the seller's agent's rules. Absolutely. And and you know what the other thing we'll say here is when you are going through, the, say you have an accepted offer and the inspection turns out something that's, you know, that you're not, you're not interested in. Um, perhaps it needs a new roof, the house, or there's a, a levy coming up in a strata, you know, feel free to walk away. Yeah. You know, there's, there's, if it's not the right fit, don't feel like you've gotten so far and so deep into a transaction that you've wasted time and energy. The reality is that you might have the right price and learn that, you know what, it's, it's actually more than you wanted to pay for the property. Be willing to walk away in those situations. Yeah. And you know what? Let's keep in mind, these are big transactions. Sure. You know, the cheapest one bedroom condo in Vancouver is a, is a very large transaction. And, you know, so you spend a week on it, walk away. Absolutely. And you'll learn something in the process as well. Speaking of learning something, number nine. Number nine, focus on David, not Goliath. We know you all want to be heroes, but don't (laughs) take on Goliath. Well, here's the thing. When we talk about this, so we said at the beginning, we're looking at sales ratios. We're trying to understand which markets are hurting the most. So we want to separate the strong markets from the weak markets. And you want to try and operate in the weak markets if you're looking for a, a real deal. So don't go after David, or is it Goliath? Da- no, go Gal- after Goliath David. Goliath is a strong one. With a name Gal- like Goliath, Gal- it better be. <laughs> yeah. uh, with, uh, no, but go after David. Go after David. And, yeah. and you know, go after the market where the sales ratio is really low, nothing's turning over. That's where people are, where there's high inventory. That's where people are, that's the biggest pain point. That's the Achilles heel. Exactly. And it, so we should say a few things here about going after the weakest link. One, in the media, they always talk about the Canadian real estate market. We all know that that's uh, ridiculous. They often talk about the Vancouver real estate market, the Metro Vancouver real estate market, how it's doing. We're talking about sub markets here, West Side. But even say you're talking about sub, the West sub. Side, even even certain areas. Carisdale is not performing as well. Southlands K- is down, for example. Yeah, over I Kitsilano. mean, Kitsilano is is the strongest market in in on the West Side sure. right now. So you want to be focused on those sales ratios and get nitty gritty with the, with the stats. For sure. And number 10, be realistic. Vancouver is thy holy land. Sounds blasphemous to me, Matt, but uh, I get what you're saying. Really, really like this place. Yeah, no, Vancouver is a great city. And let's, let's be honest here. You know, there's going to be strong, stronger markets and weaker markets in Vancouver, but this is going to be a city that people want to invest in, want to live in, Forever, and I mean, let's, we're, we're, let's we're moving at, forward. Look at the look at the longer trends here. It, whether it's five, ten, fifteen, twenty, thirty, 
40, 50 years. I mean, this is a this is a city in which the appreciation charts are nearly off the charts. Well, and here it is. You know, I mean, you'll see that real estate goes up, it has a run, then it kind of balances out, it might moderately go down, and then it comes back and then it goes up higher than it was at the previous peak, right? Yeah. So, so you know, you want to try and in a perfect world, time the valley um, and, and buy something and get a good deal and then ride it back up to the, the next peak. But really what you need to be considering is this is a future city. If you're buying Vancouver real estate for a long-term hold, it's a good investment. And it's a good time to buy. You can buy with subjects right now. You, you couldn't buy. do that a year yeah. ago. I mean, this is this is a great time to buy. You can grind people on prices. You're in total control. Time's on your side. I mean, there's a lot of reasons to be out there shopping over the course of this summer. The other thing I want to say is it's amazing how quickly the conversation changes in the course of the last four to six months. You know, suddenly people are saying, oh, I think uh, our best days are behind us. That is always a a sign that you should be buying. Zig when other people are zagging, right? That is a, the fundamentals of, of buying real estate. For sure. So that, Matt, is the 10 commandments of how to buy real estate in Vancouver in a buyer's market. And I can't even believe it, but you actually took the time to etch them into uh, some stone, uh, what are those, slabs? It's, slabs it's a tablet. Stone? That's a tablet? It's my iPad. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it did take some time. Uh, but yeah, hopefully those are useful. I mean, I think that's basically uh, a lot of the experience we've had distilled into 10 quick points here. Uh, and it should be useful for people out shopping this summer for sure. And, and potentially in the fall, we'll see. Uh, but yeah, if you want to find out more, have a chat, go over to VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com. This is a place where we have our entire catalog. We have up to the minute original content about Vancouver real estate. We also have research tools. Research tools, Matt, like private client services. If you're not using PCS, you are standing still while the rest of us power walk by. You get sold prices, you get days on market, you get realtor level information, and it's updated 36 to 72 hours before public MLS. And let's put it this way. If you're talking about trying to find pressure points, there's no better research tool out there. Realtor level information. This is the I have information. So many you searches need. set up for myself. It's it's just so it's such a great way to look for real estate. And the best thing is they alert you. You don't have to just keep going back and checking. You get notified when there's a price drop. You get notified when something's back on the market or taken off the market. And of of course you get notified when something sells and it gives you the sale information in real time. That's right. We also got that mobile app. Basically, all the information from PCS, but on the go. Absolutely, Matt. Picture this. You're driving your Chrysler LeBaron roof down, of course, downtown. Of course. You're blaring Phil Collins. Susu Studio. Yeah, and you, uh, you you see a building. It's a beautiful building. You 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 tip your all over peoples, and you uh, grab your car phone, and you point it at the building. Oh, wow. There's three listings in that building. It's called augmented reality. That's what augmented reality is. And that could be you this July. Go to VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com. Yeah, July 1985. <laughs> uh, anyways, but really, that's a, it's a great app. We've got fantastic resources there. And that website, just uh, aesthetically, it's a great place it to just, just learn about real away. estate. It just blows you away. Also, we got the reviews, 164 reviews now. We want to hit 170. We're really hoping we can hit 170. If you find this program, to be a good resource for learning about Vancouver real estate, the best compliment that you can give us is either getting in touch or 
giving us a review on iTunes or Google. That's right. That's how we grow, and we really appreciate it. Every single review is uh, is just a f- real feather in the cap. Absolutely. But Matt, how can people get in touch with you? 778-847-2854 or Matt at VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com and you? Or you can try me at 778-866-4574 or Adam at VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com. We also got that nonpartisan line, info at VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com. Don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. Absolutely not. So, hey, guys, have a great week. Enjoy the first week of July here, and uh, we'll speak to you soon. Take care. Two thousand faces for radio. Subscribe today. Hey everyone, pardon the interruption. We just want to take a quick minute to thank the following sponsors who make this show possible. We want to take a minute to tell you about Holy House, a nonprofit organization that provides community building programs and tenant support services to low-income seniors, veterans, families, and vulnerable residents in the downtown east side and across the lower mainland. Melissa from our team has been volunteering at Holy House. Melissa, what's been your experience? Honestly, it's been so fulfilling just to spend a few hours a week in the community and watch how the staff really transforms these vulnerable communities from the inside out, starting with just small things, right? Playing games, drinking coffee, having some simple conversations that you wouldn't necessarily think are super fulfilling. And you come out just feeling like you've really made an impact and connected with the community. And you've been to multiple buildings, but you're playing games, drinking coffee. Yeah, you know, serving food sometimes. And you made some friends along the and way. I've made some friends along the way. It's really helped me be more present, actually, in those moments of just, you know, realizing how simple life can be to make an impact, right? Fantastic. And if you want to learn more, you can definitely check out Jenny Conkin, co-founder of Holy House, who is a past guest fan favorite on the show, or head over to holyhouse.ca where you can donate or volunteer, and they're looking for both donations, and they definitely like volunteers. That's holyhouse.ca. Vancouver needs your help. Be part of the solution. We are also sponsored by Oakland Realty. This is our real estate brokerage, best brokerage in the city, hands down. If you are in the industry, a new agent, an aspiring agent, somebody just looking to make a change, new culture, new energy, new resources, head over to oakland.com slash join, type in VRP 2020. That's oakland.com slash join, type in VRP 2020. Not only do you get to meet Michael Morgan and the gang, the big wigs over at Oakland, you get a huge incentive for first going to oakland.com slash join, typing in VRP 2020.